Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I know, I know, you've heard a lot from us lately, but this one, you're going to want to take a seat, grab some refreshments, because we are going retro style on this podcast, because not only do we have the Raw Review, based on everything that happened last night, and the Revolution pre-show for you, but we are going old school because I have a rant that you would not believe based on Monday Night Raw last night, and we have a Word of the Day segment coming up. So with all of that in mind and so much more, Welcome to episode 243 of the PNT Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elio, wake up and hit the the dimensions music. What are you doing? You know, come on now. of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And Elio, oh my god. We are going to get into a lot of stuff this evening. We we knocked down several items on our typical agenda. Usually we come up with some extra stuff to kind of fill out the show a little bit, you know. We, and we shoot the shit with each other a little bit. Um, we're not going to do that this evening, folks, because we have the Raw review, and, and this is this is going to be billed as the AEW Revolution pre-show in preparation for everything coming this weekend. So it really is an um, important show. Um but having said that, folks, I'm a little bit frustrated. As you may have been able to tell in the intro, um, I'm a little bit lost for words here. Uh, cu- coming out of Monday Night Raw. And before I go on any rants, let me say hello to my esteemed Canadian co-host, Elio. Elio, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, I had quite a day. I stood up all day because I wasn't feeling too good. So I figured that this would uh, this would uh, be like a test to see how I do so uh, so I can be all like all feeling better for Friday night. Well, I'm glad you joined us for this edition of the show because I, I I need some help to recover from Monday Night Raw. All right. Because somebody needs to explain something to me because I looked at my calendar um, while I was watching this show. And correct me if I'm wrong, folks, 
But aren't we a month out from WrestleMania? Today is February 28th. Tomorrow's uh, March 1st. Yeah. We're a month away from WrestleMania. Yes. We are 32 days away, <laughs> specifically, from WrestleMania. And what the fuck was that edition of Monday Night Raw? Because it felt like a phoned-in version of a wrestling show, if I've ever seen one. It felt like they taped a Christmas edition of Monday Night Raw last night. <laughs> Damn. Let, and let me ex- explain to you um, the source of my frustration. Well, we got started right off the bat, and... and um, we are gonna go through the, the highs and lows, but I'm I'm just um I'm just getting you started here. Um so we start off with the bloodline in, in the ring, but this time it's only uh Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa to get us started. So so Automatically, it looks a little bit different, but we still get the Jimmy Uso. The bloodline is in your city, and um, you know, folks. In in case you didn't know, they they were uh, they were in Michigan last night, and um, to be to be precise, they were in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I. I mentioned that because you couldn't have possibly missed that throughout the the duration of this show. They must have said it 500 billion times that they were in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You, I mean, geez. I mean, mean, I'm going to have to go back and watch and count how many times and then uh, take a drink every time they say Grand Rapids. Well, let me me tell you something. I don't know. No, I wouldn't do that because I would be concerned for your health. Um, Well, well, no, 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 hear me out because you have... You you had a little oh uh, yeah I'm sorry I'm all tongue tied because I just can't believe this bullshit. You had a liver transplant, yeah, and um, so alcohol wouldn't agree with you very well. No, that's why I've got my uh, drink here. Oh, yes, and uh, I appreciate that, but it's just they mentioned it three times. In the opening segment alone, folks, and you know, and my point for for bringing all this up is, you know, I, I'm not surprised that that the bloodline opened the show. Of course not, but it's just that you know, where's the advancement in the storyline going to into WrestleMania? We got none. So what purpose did this opening segment serve? And then we get into the match, which is Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa versus the Street Profits. This was actually a high point. Really? Because I have it as a low point. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because how many times are we going to see some version of this match? 
we we've seen some version of the Street Profits versus the Usos so many times. That's true, but this time it was uh, Jimmy and uh, Solo, so it wasn't technically, it wasn't the Usos, it was uh, it was uh, Solo and Jimmy. I mean, I get it, like, still his younger brother, but usually it's uh, both Usos. Well, well, that's true, but I mean, it's just kind of weird. And then, um, oh my god, I, I, I was hoping that this was not going to happen. Is that going to be a P lounge? Yes, I'm. I'm still. I'm still <laughs> holding. I'm still holding out hope, folks, that we're gonna get a swerve and that this match is not going to happen because there was a lot of. of I have a question for you. What's that? Who won the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match at Elimination Chamber? It was Bobby Lashley via disqualification. Okay. Um... But otherwise, it would have been. It should have been Brock Lesnar. But um, so are, are they still doing Lashley and um? And uh, Bray Wyatt? Actually, it should have been Bobby Lashley that wanted because he was he was kicking Brock Lesnar's ass, and then Brock but, got desperate and kicked him in the balls. They're still doing Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley, though, right? That's my understanding. Yes. You know what? I'd rather see Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar. Um, well, and, and we're going to get into, into that after we discuss this, uh, Lesnar versus Oma situation. All right, go ahead. Um, folks, I'm still hoping that this is, that this is a swerve of some sort because there, there's been all sorts of online, uh, reaction to this announcement as you can Imagine, I was and, I was reading one earlier that said um, Vince is behind this match or something. He's got to be logic logically, folks. He has to be like okay. I'm and and with with full transparency, I'm just going to tell you. I heard this statistic, um, from from Twitter. I, uh, this is, I did not find this in the course of my own research. I saw this on Twitter. Um, so I'm just being, I'm just being honest with you. I think it came from Sean Ross of, of Fightful. Um, but, but looking back on it, I, I'm pretty damn sure it's true because, because it, it, it makes perfect sense. So logically, to me, it would seem that this is very much a Vince decision because since January, uh, Omas has been on TV one time, and yet he has a WrestleMania match against Brock Lesnar. What the fuck is the justification for that? Mm-hmm. And then I, and I, I promise you, folks, I'm not, I'm not being a smartass. I'm trying to understand what the hell is the justification for that. What? Because I, I saw another report 
and and this this was through my research. I saw another report that a bunch of the talent are pissed off at Triple H because he wants to make the WrestleMania card smaller and more prestigious. Um, what do you think? I fucking love that idea. I do too. I think so. Like less is less is more. It's not. It's about the quality of the show, not the not how many matches are on the card. Absolutely, <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. I have always been a quality over quantity guy, um, and um, you know when we were doing those eight hour WrestleManias um, <laughs> before they before they switched to the two night format. That was terrible. That was rough. Dude, I I remember so many occasions. I because I would always go over to my buddy Jazz House to watch the show and hang out with my nephew in the process. I I remember so many occasions. All three of us would be like half dead on the couch, trying to hang on till the end of the show. WrestleMania WrestleMania nineteen. What was that? I was at my cousin's house. It was like after one, and I'm like half passed out on the couch, waiting for my parents to come pick pick me up from his house, from their house. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, that was I think that was from Safeco Field in Seattle. Um, yeah, that was uh, uh Brock Lesnar Kringle. Uh, yeah, and yeah. um, you know that was that was an awesome uh WrestleMania, but your point is still well made. You know, but getting back to this MVP, uh, you know, MVP lounge segment. So it's a nonsense. Boy. I just, I cannot believe that this match is going to take place. Right? I just, I can't believe it. Um, Not only was this segment stupid as fuck. <laughs> But if it, if you really break it down for the reasons that we kind of already went over, to have Omos in a WrestleMania match at all, let alone one of this caliber against a talent like Brock Lesnar, is absolutely nonsensical. It was stupid. Just the whole way they did, like, well, we're going to do business. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I mean... What what the hell is is trying to be accomplished? And then, you know, we get the we get the um, I I do enjoy this cowboy version of Brock Lesnar. I I think that this is that this is arguably um the best version of Brock Lesnar. I'm having a lot of fun with the good guy cowboy Brock. Yeah, no, but this 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 uh but yeah, this particular thing, segment was, this was the, a low point for me. Oh absolutely. But but with this particular segment and the white lightning and you know we don't have white lightning up here again. I don't know what the hell? Unless it, unless they're talking about some other province uh, outside of Ontario. Well, no, they're talking about what was in Brock Lesnar's flash. No, I know, I'm, I, I know, I'm seeing white lightning. I've never heard of white lightning up here. I've always heard it down in the U.S. Yeah, it, it's just unless, unless it's in one of the other provinces here. I just I don't get it. 
Yeah. So, so right off the bat, we start off with low points all, all around. And and then Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable was awesome. Well, that was one of my high points for sure. Can, can we can, – can we please – uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. But please do not break about Foot Academy. We don't want to see Otis with uh, maximum male models. Okay. <laughs> can you can you say that again at a louder volume? Listen to this, folks. Elio has the floor. Can we please not break up Alpha Academy? No one wants to see Otis with maximum male models. Listen to this man. <laughs> he preaches wisdom <laughs> live on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. That would be a that would, no for real. That would be a terrible move if they if they did that. Because uh, I love Alpha Academy. They're entertaining. Why do you want to split them up? Well, I but but even even with the even with the storyline of Otis. Uh, being associated with the maximum male models. Don't do that with Tease. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it, it's so stupid. It's just, how, here's a question for you. How are the maximum male models still a thing, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Now, hold on. Now, are, is he officially with them or? It's just uh, still not not uh, decided. It's not official right now. He just has okay. a crush on Maxine Dupree. Yeah, don't do uh, that. And uh, <laughs> what the Maxine Dupree? Don't do that. I'm gonna have to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Would I get muted if I did that on wrestling POV? Probably. No, you'd probably go in the book. But um, but, <laughs> but having said that, she she is a very gorgeous woman, so I don't mind. Uh, I yeah. don't blame Otis for getting distracted. See, and we don't have, we don't have to see her in the ring just because she was she had a short run in NXT, but we never saw her in the actually in the ring. Um. Well. Uh. Because of the fact that I've never um, seen her in the ring, I can't comment on that. But um, no, like I'm saying, like uh, we have, we no one's ever seen her in the ring because she's. I don't think she's had one match. Like while she was in NXT, she was mainly placed in the crowd during Von Wagner's matches. Oh, and and by the way, folks, can can we just establish Von Wagner is terrible. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He just I don't get it. I don't understand it, folks. I always say it every week. Uh, wrestlers in NXT are there to improve their in-ring uh, work. I don't think he's trying to improve at all because he's still doing the same thing. No, I I agree with you, my friend. But back to uh, Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable was amazing. I love that uh, one spot where uh, Otis was distracted and uh, Cody's like, look, look, he's over there, there. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing here? And then uh, Cody just throws him over the barricade. 
Exactly. That was so funny. And, um, you know, um, the Cody Cutter looked fantastic. And that was, that was probably the best crossroads that I've, I've seen. It was just really cool. And I also like the fact that um, Chad Gable was able to have, have a really good match. And it wasn't just a, a squash match because this is what we needed to see from Chad Gable all along. Like he never should have been in that shorty G position. Oh, like, it, like and, and I know that he's been out of that for a long time now. I get that. And, and we're finally seeing rather consistently how good Chad Gable really is. But it, if he was this good all along, how did he ever end up in a position as Shorty G? That's what I want to know. Yeah. But having said all that, this was an absolute high point. Um, and then uh, the other um, – I'm trying to see if there were any other high points. I don't think so. Um well, hold on, uh, din, din, um, yeah, Candice Lorraine, Piper Niven was just there, Asuka, Carmella, uh, Lashley and Elias was a uh, low point. Absol- well, absolutely. The main event, the main event, uh, that, that was surprising to see, uh, but we, we knew there, there were gonna, there was gonna be something going on there with, uh, Becky and Lita winning. Well, I'm, and, but... But let me just let me just say uh, let me let me let you get give your high points and low points officially, and then I'm going to ask you a question specifically about the main event here. Okay, so officially, um, I'm gonna give it to you. I I, I, I like this new Oscar. So I've got Oscar and Carmella, and I've got for high point low points are Kansas Piper Niven, Lashley, and Elias, and. The high points to the last two matches, Gargano, Otis, and uh, the main event. And my my low points are exactly the same, and I, I already mentioned my high points, so we don't have to go through that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the main event, now I I agree with you in terms of in terms of saying that like we knew the storyline was going somewhere, and I kind of thought that they would make the title switch at WrestleMania. Um, are you surprised that they did it on Raw here? I have a question about that because uh, weren't Ronda and um, Shayna supposed to go for tag team title run at Mania? Well, well I think I think that's what they're gonna do. I think I, no. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be Ronda and Shayna versus. So- Lita no. and Becky at Mania. Mm, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to, no, I was going to say they were probably going to give them a short reign, but I don't think they're going to just take them off the, take the titles off of them this soon, just after they won. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would have thought that if, if they were going to, um, if they were going to make the title switch to Lita and Becky, it would have been, you know, at WrestleMania. That's what that's what I would have thought. Um, although I can't say I'm all the way surprised because let's just be honest, uh, damage control has been um has just been um they've been dead ducks since their inception. Yeah. Honestly. 
Um, and that's very unfortunate considering the talent that's involved in that faction. That, that, yeah, that's nothing short of criminal. But, um, but having, having said that, I think you can have um, a group of talented people that just, they, they don't make sense being in a group together. And I think that that is the case with with um, Bailey, Dakota, and Eo. I really do. Um, so it's it's unfortunate, but I don't really see them uh, doing anything with the women's tag team titles. And you know, regardless of who holds them, folks, the women's tag team titles to me are about as useful as the 24-7 championship was. Um, I just, they don't have value there. Ever since the former Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, dropped them on John Laurinaitis' desk, <laughs> um, they have gone completely down the, to- down the toilet in terms of value. And even when they had the tournament to crown new champions. Yeah, that was a um, waste because, oh, what the hell? They uh, never fuddled through with that after. Exactly. So I think with with that series of um, missteps, those titles are just dead to rights as it is. Even the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, they had that tournament for what? Did the Uso still hold both sets of belts? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because I'm, 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 I'm sitting here thinking the same thing. Because that tournament, to my understanding, was done to, you know, preemptively set the table to, to split the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles from each other. Um, I, I just don't, I just don't understand, uh, what we got going on here. Um, you know, my, my biggest problem with, with Monday Night Raw was just, what are we doing that is allowing WrestleMania to feel important at this particular point in time? Now, let me play. Let me play devil's advocate against my own logic here. I I I understand that we have, um, we have some matches that got confirmed. You know, I I don't like it, but we have, um, Brock Lesnar versus, Omos, uh, seemingly confirmed. Although I'm hoping that's a swerve, as I just said. Um, we have Edge and uh, Finn Balor confirmed, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and we also have, um, you know, Trish Stratus and Mita confirmed for Mania, which I'm not going to complain about. Although, my biggest complaint about this main event was, believe it or not, your draw is going to drop. Get ready for this. My biggest complaint about this main event was Lita. She was way the fuck off. 
with her timing. I, so she's gonna, um, she has to, uh, you know, uh, get back in, um, in, in step if she's going to have a solid, um, WrestleMania match. Um, you know, and, and you guys know, I, I have, I have great respect and fondness, um, for Alita and what she's contributed to, um, you know, the women's division over the years and women's history in terms of wrestling. Um, but I'm, I'm just being honest with, with you. I mean, I saw several spots where she was just entirely off um, in, in that match. So um, not the best. But, but the low point of low points, and I, I see the clock, and luckily I'm going to have plenty of time to get this in. But before but before we shift to Revolution, can we please, Elio, you have, to, I, you have to help me. I have to go to therapy with Father Elio. <laughs> Tell me your sins, my son. Yes, he's he's donning his collar. He wasn't he wasn't in proper attire when we came on the air, but he he he, he has fetched his collar for my benefit. Thank you very much. And I, I think you guys will appreciate where I'm going with this. Father Elio, can you please explain to me what the fuck was going on with the Firefly Funhouse last night? I couldn't tell you. I mean, the 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 one on Friday was uh, was strange enough. I have no idea what they're doing or where they're going with this. <laughs> what the fuck was with the muscle man Bray Wyatt? I mean, we we <laughs> we've seen that before. Right before he got released, and and we, we and we both mutually agreed the first time we saw it that Muscle Man Bray Wyatt was awful. I, <laughs> I think the well, I, along I, the same lines as uh, Bobby asked Flex. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the first time we saw um, the Muscle Man. Uh, Bray Wyatt was in the lead up to his WrestleMania 36 match with uh, John Cena. And I I use the term match very loosely because it wasn't a match. Um, But it's just the expression that Bobby Lashley was wearing as he was watching the Titantron and watching this unfold Perfectly matched mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm smiling right now, folks, only because you know Elio and I are having fun doing this show and being smartasses and making fun of it. But but when I was watching this live, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because in all seriousness, you know. Bray Wyatt, when he came back in October, everybody was so pumped up about it, myself included. And now it's like, I have to ask you, Elio, in in all seriousness, all joking aside, I'm not smiling. Do you give a single 
solitary fuck about what's going on with Bray Wyatt. No, it's uh, the, I I don't know like if this this is just another element of the story or I don't know what's going on here, but it's like it. I cared about the when he returned, all the stuff that was going on. And now, it's just like but, it's just there. Yeah, but it's like you know, five months later, you would think there there would be some level of advancement. You know, I'm all for long term booking. That's been a concept that I've preached um, since the inception of this show. But five months. You know, we got to move forward here. Mm -hmm. I'm not sensing movement forward. Um, But what we can move forward from is this review of Monday Night Raw. And with that in mind, we'll be right back, folks. All right, we're back. And uh, now we're going to move on from Monday Night Raw to our predictions for AEW Revolution, which takes place on Sunday night. And Ben, are you ready to go through this card? Absolutely, my friend. So the first match on the card we have is the Elite versus the House of Black for the six-man tag team championships. Who do you have? I want to see the Elite. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take the Elite. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I mean, I'm taking the House of Black. Sorry, I want to see the House of Black win. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the House of Black. Yeah, yeah. They they need this so much more than the elite does. It's not even funny, but you know, but with this match, it kind of goes hand in hand with my complaint about the um about the entire pay per view build. It's like the the build for this match was nothing except House of Black promos. Mm-hmm. That was it. And like, is is the elite scared of the dark? Like, I don't give a fuck. And I have our good friend the randomizer here with uh with uh with their prediction for this match. Right. So let's see what the randomizer has to say. So we're gonna set it to three seconds. So we don't want to give the full nine. That's just that's just a little too long. So let's see what the randomizer says, uh, who they think is going to win. And here we go. Wow, the randomizer went with the House of Black. Randomizer strikes again, and they're right with who should win that match. All right, so moving on to the next match, we have Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho versus Soraya for the... AEW Women's Heavy World Heavyweight Championship. This drives me absolutely batty. Okay, first, first the prediction: Jamie Hader, no contest. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Jamie Hader, Hader as well. I love Ruby Soho, but Jamie Hader, they had, they seem to have something here with her lately. They've just well, absolutely. Like, and she's been there from the beginning, yeah, but now they're just starting to see, like, what she can actually do in the ring. But but here, here's the thing, uh, and it kind of, this is what kind of frustrates me about why this match is booked. Um, and it, it gets back to us saying that Soraya's return 
has largely not been great. Now, in all fairness, I also stated that, you know, I was very happy for her. Um, and I can only imagine how much this has meant to her. And she, I believe she's had four matches now, two of which have been tag team matches. But the, here's the thing, and the thing could even go for Ruby Soho. But it, it, but this question specifically pertains to, to Soraya. What has she done to qualify for a women's championship for a women's title match? I don't I don't understand. Not really, not really much of anything. She only had four matches, like you just said, and um, and they've put in this tag team with Tony Storm. Like if anything, if anything, brother, don't you think that Tony Storm should be in Soraya? I would have given I would have given it to Tony Storm. I would have put her in there. Like, I just don't understand this team they have, the freelancers. And, and uh, th don't get me started on that because, you know, I love Tony Storm, but it's just like she, she has been so incredibly, um, you know, just tarnished by this, you know, tag team with Soraya. It's just like no disrespect to either, to either woman. It's just, you know, this this is not high school hijinks. This is these are world class professional wrestlers. We had a run in. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yes, we did. Uh, Charlie was being Charlie was being delivered. Yes, cool. and now he's and now he's coming over here. There we go. Hi, buddy. All right, so let's see what the randomizer has to say about this match. Oh, randomizer pick Jimmy Hater. <laughs> Very good. Wow, that's two. That's two. Okay. Next up, we have Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Please let it be Ricky Starks. I'm going to have to go with Ricky Starks. I mean, they've been uh, building this feud. If they don't have Ricky Starks going over Jericho, I don't know what to say. Uh, I agree. So, Randomizer, who do you pick? Wow, the Randomizer picked Ricky Starks. You're on a roll, electronic <laughs> brother. <laughs> what is going on here? All right, next we have Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Um, Wardlow. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Wardlow. I mean, I, this is not the same Samoa Joe that uh, I used to watch. I mean, this is a completely different Samoa Joe that I don't even know what they're doing with him. I mean, they're having Darby Allen beat him. They're having uh, so I'm gonna have to give it to Wardlow for this one. Yeah, I I agree. Randomizer. Oh, randomizer went with Smoke Joe. Okay. Plus, with the nature of the feud and like him making it so personal and about uh Wardlow's father, you know, okay. I would I would say Wardlow. 
All right, well, randomizer went with Samoa Joe. Okay, so I guess we'll see. Randomizer so far disagreed with us on only one match. So that's all right. That's okay. Next, we have John Moxley, Adam Page, and I'm going with John Moxley. I'm going with Hangman Page because otherwise, um, you know, what the hell are they feuding about? Oh, wait, this is a Texas death match, isn't it? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what? Scratch that. I'm going to take Adam Page. Besides, we we know Moxley's going to bleed yet again. I don't know yeah, what it is. I, I'm, I totally am done with John Moxley. That's it. Well, well, and it, it makes sense for for them to bleed in this stipulation. Yeah, but he man. bleeds every freaking week. That it means nothing now. Well, and and that's the problem because you're absolutely right. So, randomizer, tell me uh, that Adam Page is going to win. Oh come on! Why do you have to pick John Moxley? Well, you almost did. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But then I, then I, I remember it's a Texas death match. All right. Um, this one is going to be a little, a little odd because we still have a fourth team to be determined. So we have the Gun Club versus the Queen versus Jeff Jordan, Jay Lethal versus a fourth team. You know, I'm going to have to go with the guns because I just. I have a hard time believing that at the end of the day, uh, Billy Gunn's not going to go with his sons. Mm, yeah, I think it's going to be a, like, um, like I don't, I don't necessarily believe the Guns should win this match, but you know, given given what's going on with their dad, I just you know, and the storyline, I just yeah, I, I don't see how it can go another way. Yeah, I'm gonna take the guns. I don't like the guns, but I'm gonna have to go with them based on like um that uh, heel turn they teased uh, last time they were in the ring with the acclaim. Because, because let me let me say this: if if the acclaimed were still the 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 um the champions going into this match, I would I would also pick the the guns. It's a, so it's not just a it's not just the fact that they're the champions, it's the dynamic between them and their dad. All right, randomizer. Oh, they went with the fourth team to be determined. Okay, whatever. But like, you know, but, but and can, can I also say something else just really fast? Okay. Like, and you know how I feel about Jay Lethal, Elio. I've been I've been very clear on that throughout the podcast um, history. Yeah. Why are Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal a thing? <laughs> like, why isn't Jay Lethal in the hunt? And and of 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 course I said this well before you know Ring of Honor was was coming back under the uh, you know AEW slash Tony Khan umbrella. But why isn't Jay Lethal in the running for a, a, a world title or at least a, um, you know, a TV title or, or something? Like, right. why the fuck is he in a tag team? And furthermore, why is he in a tag team with Jeff Jarrett? Because if, if they were going to have him in a tag team now, 
I would I would team him up with Mark Briscoe now. And I have a question: Why is Sanji dead there? Well, I have a. I will say this: I have a soft spot for Sanjay Dutt because he he was heavily associated with the league that I'm that I'm associated with. I think he appeared with us over forty times. Um, so personally, he he's always treated my friends very well, and he's been very nice to me in the past as well. Um, but. In terms of this character and what he's doing on AEW now, I find it extremely annoying. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, well, why is Sanji that there? Like, this character, it's just annoying. But, annoying. He, but he, but here's an even bigger question. What is Satnam Singh doing there? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't I don't get it. Why why is I mean I get the I get the dynamic oh. between Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt because of their history in Ring of Honor, but I don't understand why Jeff Jarrett and and um Satnam so, Singh are in the equation. I I just don't. It it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Satnam Singh versus Omos. Elio, shut your ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> God, you you're gonna you're gonna speak things into existence that, that <laughs> shouldn't even be thought. Okay, that brings us to our main event: MJF versus Brian Danielson, sixty-minute Ironman match. I'm going MJF. Yeah, I'm going with MJF as well. And randomizer, what do you got? Randomizer is going with MJF. Very good. And and I I will say, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit before before we hit record this evening. Um I'm not a fan of the of the sixty minute stipulation being announced ahead of time. Because to me it's a dead giveaway of what's going to take place. Um and you know, as a matter of fact, I would not to, not to piggyback off of what some somebody else said, because I would have said I would have said the same thing whether I heard it or not. But I I agree with them. I was listening to a a, a podcast r- earlier today, and and their logic matched up with mine when they said by announcing a sixty minute Ironman match ahead ahead of time, you already know that is going the full 60 minutes, number one. And number two, you can pretty accurately predict the ending sequence. Number three, that that makes it very challenging for both competitors to make the first half of the match mean something. So, you know, I, I I don't know if... I I just I'm not sold. Okay. But but given the caliber of competitors involved, I'm excited about it. Um, I think I think that they have done a good job in in the build. It, it well for what build there has been because the build for this pay per view in general has been fucking god awful. I'm sorry. I just you know. I'm wired to tell you people the truth as I see it. I, I, I'm not wired to sugarcoat things and 
bake cookies and and sing fairy tales. Bake cookies. <laughs> you know, but this is, you know, it's just, I I have my reservations as well. But it should uh, be a good, it should be a fantastic match. All right, so that brings us to the end of our revolution predictions. And we are now going to get into the the temporary results from this tournament we have going on, Ben. Absolutely. I have we have two matches going on here. In the first one, we have the Bloodline versus the Nation of Domination. Oh, that's a good matchup, folks. All right. And here are the temporary results. The Bloodline with 66%, Nation Domination 34%. Oh, God. You know, the uh, why are they getting smoked? I don't like that so much. And the, and the next match we have is Degeneration X versus The Brood. And we have Degeneration X with 84% while The Brood has 16%. Oh, you know, it, do you people know who the brood are? I'm not. I'm not a fan of these spreads, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I urge you. You know, if you're if you're a younger fan, and and, and I'm not trying to be patronizing, but if you're a younger fan, please do your research before you vote on these things. Seriously. And I tell you, someone actually commented on. On this, uh, post, let's see if I, I don't know if I can find it or not. Let me see if I can pull up their comment because it was so weird. I think I remember the comment itself. It went something like, something like, um, in what context? If, if you're talking a match, I have DX. But for entrance-wise, I have the brood. Well, that makes sense. But it's like, it's right there. It's a match. And they're like, they're, they're asking for context. That's because people don't read. <laughs> right? So, Ben, that means yes, as of right now, the, the next round will be D-Generation X versus the Wyatt family. And the bloodline versus the Ministry of Darkness. Oh man, <laughs> what a what a round! <laughs> now hold on a minute. Who should who should it be in the Ministry of Darkness? Who should be representing that faction? Because uh, I've got Undertaker. Right? Who should the other two be? I would say Undertaker and APA. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. The Acolytes and Undertaker versus the Bloodline. That works. Yeah. And the and DX and the Edge and Christian, of course. No, sorry, DX and, um, oh, who should we? And uh, Bray Wyatt, I think Bray Wyatt. No. Should we have White in there with uh, DX? Uh, well, uh, yeah. I would say. Because DX is Shawn Michaels Triple H, uh, who 
And then we have Bray White, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper. So I would, I would, I would, I would take Eric Rowan out and go with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus uh, DX. Wait, say again. I to make it even, I would take out Eric Rowan and put Bray Wyatt and Luke oh, Harper yo, okay, I, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. And, uh, Okay, oh, yeah, I didn't hear that part. Okay, so yeah, take out Eric Rowan and have Bray White and Luke Harper. Okay, that works. All right, so that is the next round, and uh, we're going to be back with our wrestling roulettes. Very good. All right, wrestling roulettes. I play 21 tracks, 10 seconds, and uh, Ben asks you guess which wrestling roulette theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. It sounds like a doctor's office theme song. <laughs> right? That is M.I. Smooth from WCW. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Here we go with the track two. That was way low, too. Here we go. So that's a badass thing, but I don't know who it belongs to. That is Gregory Helms. Damn. He uh, he should have been Gregory Helms much longer than he was Hurricane. Yeah. Because right. he, he could go, and he just had a goofy gimmick. Not, yeah. not that the Hurricane wasn't fun, because it was, but I just think he deserved to be taken more seriously. I hear number three. Yes, that's a, a, a different version of it. All right, here we go, number, number four. Seamus should bring that theme back. That was badass. Seamus, I know, right? Yeah. All right, you know, track number... That was number five, right? I believe, believe so. Or was number four? Oh, we number four. Okay, number f- this will be number five. Do it now! Do it now! <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it now! Uh, I will happily pass on that because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is Sean Stasiak. He actually uh, follows me on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and uh, Domino from Deuce and Domino follows me. At least, at least he was. I don't know if he does anymore. All right, here we go. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Yes, Superfly Jimmy Snooker. You are on the board with three. So I was track uh, seven. You go track eight. Oh, 
Uh, was that AOP? No, it was not. That is Shayna Baszler. Oh, man. That is her new theme. That sucks. That sounds <laughs> a lot like AOP. All right, we're not taking calls right now. We're uh, we're about to go into commercial. Okay, track number nine. Here we go. That is Raquel Rodriguez. Her name is Gonzalez. I know. Gonzalez, goddammit. <laughs> and you know what? I, should we just go into commercial so we don't get cut yeah, off? Yeah, I think we're going to be go, I think we'll go into commercial. We'll be right back with the rest of Wrestling Roulette. Stay tuned. Okay. All right, we're back. And that was track nine. Ben, you have three so far. We Here we go with track 10. Are you ready? Yes, sir. How the fuck am I supposed to get anything out of that? I don't know. That was awful. That was the American Males. WCW. <laughs> Sorry, Buff. All right, track 11. Here we go. Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz, yes. All right, says track 12. No, track 11, sorry. Yeah. All right, so you're on the board of four. Here we go. Track 12 coming up. That is the Spitfire Warriors, Ken Carter and Casey Kevinzaro. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't watch any of these. All right. That was track 12, right? Track 13 coming up. Here we go. Sorry, folks. I'm stuck in weird this evening. I kicked ass uh, the last time we played this on Saturday, but not tonight. I do not know. That is Austin Theory's first theme. That was terrible. The fuck? I know. Yeah. All right. Track 15. At least we agree. Here we go, track 15. Where'd you pick these up at? The land of irrelevancy? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that is the young stallions, Jim Powers and Paul Romo. Yeah, there's no way I would have got that. All right, track 16, here we go.
Isn't Damien Priest? Yes. That is Damien. What? Where did you get that? <laughs> okay. Well, Thank I had you. I had to get one. I mean, I was sucking wind. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, track seventeen. Here we go. That is the Nasty Boys. Oh, jeez. That was track 17, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Here we go, track 18. You ready? Yeah. Diesel? No, it is not. That is Mona from WCW. Oh my God! Whoever would have fucking got that? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> really? You don't know who Mona is? I honestly don't. I have no idea. Well, Ben, she competed in the WWE as Molly Holly. Oh. Sorry, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you um, if you go back, if I if you see her picture, you'll you'll recognize her because she even had the same blonde hair when she first showed up with uh and was uh, paired up with Hardcore Holly and Crash. All right, here we go, track nineteen. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yes. All right, track 20, are you ready? Yep. Um, pass. That is the Ministry of Darkness. Ain't no fucking way. It's written right here, Ministry of Darkness. Oh my god. This is not my evening. Alright, last track. Are you ready? Track 21. Yep. physically striking females in WWE in so many ways, Io Shirai. You say Io Shirai? No, it is not. Well, in NXT it was, and then it was the fucking Io Sky. Okay, see, so you said Io Sky. There you go. <laughs> no, I feel like a completely different theme in uh, NXT, actually. Do you, remember, do you remember her other theme? No. Her other one was Genius of the Sky. Well, I recognized the title, but it sounded the same. Yeah. Um, all right. You know what? So, Ben, your final score is 
seven. Ah, awful. I want to see just, I just want to see what the next theme would have been. Are you ready? Yep. Profits. So that one, uh, but that one, uh, I just want to see what that one's not going to count. That I just want to see what was, uh, what was, no, uh, I know. but yeah, there we go. All right, so Brad, we're saving show to a close. Yes, and we will be back next Tuesday, uh, with all of your AEW Revolution Fallout. Then and, I, uh, I, I, made, I made it through the show. <laughs> yeah, I survived. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Oh and, and, and we kept it somewhat brief. Yeah. So oh, I told you us. I told you off air I was feeling like crap all day today. Well, I'm glad you got some sleep. Yeah, so alright. This so is are, good. Are um, you gonna have are you gonna have issues sleeping tonight? Um probably not. I'm gonna I mean it's not as terrible as it was last night. So I could really feel it uh, last night. My throat started hurting. Oh, well, that's no fun. Yeah, but uh, I just uh, keep drinking and uh, and uh, getting rest, and I should be fine. Um, yeah, we're not gonna come back on Saturday. We're gonna take the weekend off. Uh, get watch AEW Revolution, whatever, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Yes. And uh, it's about time we had a week off. This is, uh, you know, you won't see this because it's not being posted tonight, so you won't see it until tomorrow. But this is the seventh show we've recorded in February. We're a little bit burned out. We could use a break. And you know what? I want to see, um, do you have numbers where we can bring that on uh, next show? Um, Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring that on the next show. I don't have them in front. Yeah, no, no I'm saying, uh, yeah, get the numbers for the next show, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. So for the another this edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say night to the fans. Thanks for hanging out with us, and hopefully, we do witness a revolution that is worthy of a pay per view and not worthy of this build. Because oh my god, seriously. But either way, we will we will cover it all for you on next Tuesday. Until then, see you.